Okay. Hi guys. I am recording this not only for the podcast, but also I'm about to hit live on Instagram. So if you caught this live, awesome. If you're listening to this for the first time on the podcast, also awesome. Come find me on Instagram. I am at Taylor Nosakara. So that's T-A-Y-L-O-R-N-O-S-A-K-H-E-R-E. And you can DM me there. I answer all my DMs and I love chatting with you guys. So hop over and find me there and catch um, some of these upcoming lives that I'm hoping to turn a lot of them into podcast episodes um, when I'm able to record them live in front of my computer <laughs> and record them on Zoom. If I'm not, um, if I'm just in my car or on the go, I won't be able to pop them on the podcast likely. I don't know how to do that. If you guys know how to do that, let me know. Anyways, today's topic, well, I'll wait until I hit live on Instagram and I will tell you what it is. But if you read the um, title of this episode, you already know. (sighs) Here we go. Okay, I'm live. So I'm also recording this for my podcast. So if you see me like shifting my eyes, that's why. Um, Even though I don't have to look at my computer because it's not going to be video. Anyways, today's topic is everything is an option. And actually, I'm going to restart this because I want to put a title on it. So you can hop back on, Gretchen. Okay, sorry, podcast listeners. Let me pause this here. Sorry, guys, I got to get used to this whole um, recording in two places thing. Okay, about to hit live again. (laughs) Hello and welcome. Um, Okay, I'm just going to jump right in. Today's topic is everything is an option and why I am convinced of this. So you guys, this is off the cuff. I don't have notes. I am just sharing with you from my heart and saying things that, in my opinion, aren't said enough and need to be said. So I am specifically speaking about pregnancy, birth, early postpartum, but this conversation extends past all of that into motherhood. When I say everything is an option, I truly, truly believe that. Do I 1000% understand that our economical, like our, we all have different, um, income levels. We all have different levels of privilege. We all have different support systems and access. Like, yes, yes, yes. 1000%. Of course, I understand that. But hear me out. When I say everything is an option, especially when I am referencing choices in pregnancy, labor, and birth. And this is a topic that I could probably expand on. I could have guests on. I could have multiple episodes and lives on, but I'm just going to give you my overview. So I have shared this week a couple of reels and emails to my list about parts of my own personal story. So um, my 
in my first birth, how I actually fired my doctor. This was after I transferred from um, a birth center to a hospital and was had been in labor for a couple of days and decided that the doctor that I transferred for, I didn't actually vibe with anymore and was not there. They were not bringing good energy to my room and I needed them to no longer be present. Um, and then I also shared how the transfer from home birth to hospital birth and choosing a cesarean with my twins at 41 weeks and five days after start and stop labor um, was a decision that though broke my heart was actually an easy decision because it was my decision. And some people might challenge me and say, okay, in those scenarios or say the the twin C-section scenario, right? you didn't have an option. Like it was either this or risking your baby's life. And I know some people think that, right? Like in your pregnancies, in your birth, you think you don't have options. You think it's either this or my baby's safety. It's either this or I can't see this doctor. It's either this or I can't birth at this hospital. So I don't have options. We don't have that option in my state. We don't have that option in my city. But I want to challenge you to reframing that in your mind to you are choosing that thing. You are actively choosing to make the decision to say, have a C-section when maybe that's not what you wanted at all. You guys, I transferred from a home birth scenario, not only to a hospital birth, but a cesarean when I wanted a home birth, okay? And I felt like I had that option because my other choice was risk of cord prolapse, risk of my baby A, like not making it. But that was still my choice. I could have assumed those risks. I could have brought in a chiropractor, brought in a body worker to my home, tried to readjust baby's position yet again, because my baby A was breech. He slipped back transverse. I was perfectly ready to have a breech vaginal birth at home. He slipped, slipped back sideways. His butt was near my left hip. And I decided I don't want to assume this risk anymore. That was my choice. But some people in that scenario feel like their back is up against the wall. They don't have a choice. But I would love for you to reframe that to you always are in control of the next best decision. No, I don't have control of that circumstance. You never have control of your circumstances, not in pregnancy, not in birth, not when you walk outside your front door, but you always have control of your next best decision with the information you have in that moment for you in that moment. Would I have chosen a C-section at 38 weeks when my maternal fetal medicine doctor recommended it because that's standard and that's the safest thing? Absolutely not. Because if I would have, I would have had a baby at 38 weeks, (laughs) but I didn't. I was still pregnant at 41 and five. And like, I just want you guys to understand That when you think you don't have choices, that is when your autonomy gets taken away. That is when your power gets taken away. That is when you start to feel inadequate as a mother, as you being the one 
I mean, honestly, we, we have to take radical responsibility for our decisions. We have to stop putting these decisions in the hands of our providers, point blank, period. We have to, you guys, we have to, because have you seen the statistics? They suck. The maternal fetal, the maternal death rates, the fetal death rates, the cesarean rates, the induction rates, they are out of control. And part of that reason is because we are not taking control of our choices. Birth trauma is one in three. One third of women are reporting birth trauma. And think about how many women are probably feeling some level of inadequacy or dissatisfaction with their birth, but not actually reporting it as trauma because they're like, well, I was healthy and my baby's healthy. So that wasn't really trauma. They're downplaying their own trauma, right? So it's probably more like 50% or even like higher than that, which is so sad to me. But Back to my original statement, everything is an option and why I'm convinced of that. If you are at a hospital that, say, doesn't allow water birth, but you want a water birth, and you're like, well, Taylor, it's not an option. You know what I would say to you? I don't know if I would say it quite in this way, but what I'm saying is you have the option to birth at that hospital. Well, Taylor, I don't have the option because this is where my insurance takes. Okay. You also have the option to go somewhere that is out of network. Well, Taylor, we don't have anything in my state. Okay. Do you have the option? The answer is yes, you do. To leave your state. To find a practitioner, a provider that will give you what you want? The answer is always, always, always yes. If it is important enough to you, you can make it happen. And I'm not saying that you can do that, but I am, and, I, and I'm not saying that you, you are going to choose to leave your state or to find a provider outside your, your insurance or things like that. But yet again, that is your choice. And I know I might be pissing some people off by saying this because it's really, really hard when we do feel like our back is up against the wall. We do feel like our choices are limited. You guys, when I was pregnant with my first son, I was at a birth center and at 42 weeks, you risk out of the birth center. That's the law. Okay. I could not birth there anymore after 42 weeks. So some might say you didn't have the option. You had to transfer to that hospital. You had to go get that induction. I might've felt that way in that moment, but that's not the truth. The truth is I could have found a home birth midwife. I could have free birthed at home. I could have gone home and waited for spontaneous labor to happen and walked into a hospital and they couldn't have refused me care. I could have done all of those things, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't willing to assume those risks or I wasn't educated enough to feel like those were things that I was willing to take on. So I chose 
to go to a hospital at 42 weeks and be induced. Looking back, I would not make that same choice. But in that moment, I made the best choice that I could with the information that I had, even as someone who was pretty educated at the time. So my point being is it was still my choice. Could I birth at the birth center? No. But did I have options? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. If your doctor tells you, you have to get induced at 38 weeks because you have gestational diabetes, I would challenge you to research. I would challenge you to get a second opinion. I would challenge you to maybe find a provider. And this is if you're like, no, I don't want an induction or you know the risks of induction. Um, I would challenge you to seek out other ideas, to know that there are still options. I've had a few clients lately that have had um, diagnoses, if you even want to call it that, of larger babies. And, you know, we talk a lot about what that might mean and options that come with that. And one of the things that I always, always, always bring up is you always have the option to change providers. If anybody is telling me something like they are getting a recommendation from their doctor that they are not feeling fully on board with, that is something that I always remind people of. You don't have to stick with this provider. You don't. And so I just think that it is extremely, extremely important that you take your power back in this way. Because when you start to give over your power um, and you start to feel like options aren't yours, they are being made for you by someone else, that is when you start to have guilt. That is when you start to have regret. That is when you start to feel inadequate. That is when you start to feel disempowered. That is when you start to feel like the lack of autonomy. And those are really shitty feelings to have. (laughs) And it's those feelings, it's feelings of not feeling seen, heard, validated, autonomous that moms remember in their pregnancy, in their labors, in their births. Why? How do I know this? Because I've had so many conversations. I've had so many conversations with moms and that is the shit they remember. Okay? Like, that's the shit I remember. If if you listened to my birth story of my first son and you heard some of the things, like, you guys, I had a hemorrhage. I got rushed back for a DNC. I don't have any trauma around any of that. My son didn't come out breathing. He got taken away from me and taken to the warmer and had to get some help breathing, which is actually fairly common, you guys as far as like babies not coming out and like needing some assistance breathing, like it's actually not that common and it's really easy to resolve also. Um, Just a little suction for the most part usually. And I have zero trauma around any of that. The trauma I have when it comes to my first birth are the moments where I felt like my doctors were talking in circles. My nurses were talking in circles. They weren't giving me straight answers. They were asking me questions like, 
what's your end game when I was fine and baby was fine? And I'm like, I don't fucking know to have a fucking baby. Like, I'll be here for five days if I have to. Like, why are we having this conversation? Why are you rushing me? And when my husband even started to like side with the doctor of like, babe, they just want to know like, what's the plan? What's the end game? Like, um, to have to labor and have a baby, like, is anything wrong with me? Is anything wrong with my baby? Well, no. Okay. Then my end game is to keep doing what we're doing until I have a baby. Like, what are you even asking me right now? And so me feeling like my feelings were disregarded, me feeling like kind of gaslit almost, like the evidence that I know to be true is not the information that's being told to me in the moment. And every time I ask a question, it's kind of like being talked in circles around me. And I've seen this happen with clients is like, we're actually not getting a straight answer here. I'm asking you a direct question and you're like, answering me with this weird roundabout circle that's not actually answering the question you know like politics and stuff it's like (laughs) if you don't have a clear answer for me why are you in this profession (laughs) um because clearly you don't actually have the answer that is where I felt traumatized um there was a moment in the birth with my twins when I had a very, very direct conversation with the pediatric nurses that were going to be in the OR and said, my babies will come directly to my chest, directly to my chest, out of the womb to my chest. They will not be taken to the warmer. They assured me that this would happen. And I haven't shared this part of my story, you guys, because it gets me really, really emotional. But that didn't happen. They did kind of a bait and switch on me. And it was different nurses in the OR than the ones that I talked to. And they took my babies to the warmer. I think they were over there for maybe 30 seconds. I was screaming at them. I was cussing them out, to be completely honest, because I was like, why are they over there? Where the F are my babies? Why are my babies not on my chest? I told you they weren't supposed to go to the warmer. They're fine. I know they're fine. I pulled them out. I saw them. I had a clear drape. They're crying. They're fine. And I made my husband go over there and get them back for me. And they brought them right back over. But I am literally, I have trauma around those 30 seconds that I missed. And I think the trauma stems more from not the 30 seconds, not the fact that they were taken over there instead of put on my chest, but the fact that I wasn't listened to. I made myself clear in one setting. They did a bait and switch. It wasn't communicated properly. And my wishes weren't um, accommodated. (laughs) And then I had to like raise my voice in an OR in order to get my babies back. Like that type of shit should not be happening. And that is where moms feel trauma. I felt far less trauma around the fact that I literally transferred from this beautiful home birth idea that I wanted into a situation that was a cesarean and far more trauma around 30 fucking seconds that only occurred because they didn't take the time to actually communicate my needs and my values and my desires.
Like, how wild is that? And I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but my point is, is you have to take radical responsibility for your choices. And it's not until you do that, that you will actually feel autonomous, that you will actually feel empowered. Um, And for the women that do kind of go with the flow and more blindly trust their doctors and they have great experiences, I'm so, so happy for you. Yes, there are exceptions. Yes, there are plenty of women that that do go into these scenarios and still have great experiences despite some of the things that I'm mentioning. But the majority of us, the majority of women that I talk to, this is not the case. Even if there's not elements of trauma, there's elements of dissatisfaction. There's elements of, I wish I would have known that. I wish I would have done that slightly different. I wish my doctor wouldn't have forced me to be on my back. I wish that, you know, I did feel a little bit pressured into XYZ or, you know, everything was really great and I'm really happy with the outcome, except for this one part, you know, that like, I, I didn't know my options around that thing, or I didn't know that I could say no to that, or I didn't know that I could ask for a new nurse, or I didn't know that I could decline that thing. Like, please, please know <laughs> that everything is an option. And yes, sometimes choosing certain things have consequences, but those consequences are still your choice. Does that make sense? Like, does that make sense? Um, I hope this is making sense. And it's hard when I'm just rambling. This is like a one-sided conversation and I'm not getting like the feedback and I'm trying to like encompass everything that needs to be said when it comes to this topic. And I know it's like impossible to do because I feel like I, I could talk about this in a lot of different ways. But this is a hill I will die on. This is a stance that I refuse to waver from. And bring me your um, um, where you disagree. You know, I'm happy to have a conversation with you if you disagree, as long as it's respectful. Well, Taylor, we don't have the money to do X, Y, Z and to travel to a different state just to have a baby and this and that. And like, all of those things are valid, but I want you to reframe that to, I am choosing to not go find the money. I am choosing to not spend my money in that way. Or I am choosing to prioritize having this birth paid for by insurance, despite it maybe being with a provider or a location that I don't love. I am prioritizing keeping my doctor because it's just more convenient than seeking out a different provider that might take more work and be a little bit 
harder to find because right now convenience is what I need. And that's just a priority for me. You know, maybe you have other kids, maybe there's mental health, maybe there's, like I said, the financial things, all of those things. I'm not un like unvalidating is that I'm not disregarding any of that stuff. I'm just bringing it back into the perspective of those are your choices. You are still making that choice. And I hope that that makes sense. And I hope that you can hear that from a place of love and empathy and like validation too, that those choices are fucking hard sometimes. Like, don't get me wrong. Choosing to stick with the provider because they're say in your insurance network instead of maybe getting a side job and giving up time with your family so that you can like say afford a home birth midwife. That's a hard choice. I am not saying these choices are easy. What I am saying is you have to be willing to take radical responsibility for that choice because once you do, you are back in control. You are back in the driver's seat. You are back in power because at that point you can say, I knew that my, the financial health of our family was more important and we needed to use a provider that was in our network and utilizing insurance took more stress off of our plate. I might not have had the birth I wanted, but we were able to come out of that birth with a paid for birth. You know what I mean? Like, but you're taking radical responsibility for that choice, which is going to leave you feeling less shame, guilt, regret, like about, about the things that maybe happened in your birth that you didn't love because you can be like, Hey, I knew that those things might happen. I assumed that risk and I made that choice consciously. Does that make sense? I hope this is making sense. I hope this isn't offending you guys, but if it is, I'm hoping that you're able to see why it's offending you and maybe like go a little bit deeper with that thought. Why is this triggering me? Why is this offending me? And dig a little bit deeper into that. And if you want to talk through it with me, I'm here. Um, because again, I know that this stuff isn't easy. None of this stuff is easy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like it's not, but it is in your hands. It is your choice. And the reason it's your choice is because it's your life. It's your birth. It's your baby. It's your body. It's your life. And every single choice that you make is yours. Okay. I love you. I will see you soon. If you have thoughts about this, please let me know what they are. Um, even if you disagree, that's okay. I'm happy to, I'm happy for you to disagree with me. That's okay. Um, as long as you're respectful. I'm not going to tolerate disrespect. I'm not going to tolerate hate. Um, but I will tolerate disagreement because that's what helps us grow. And I will see you guys on the next live. Okay, guys. Well, I am going to end this. Again, follow me on Instagram. Let me know your thoughts on this episode. I can't wait to hear what you think.